The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to On The Ledge. It's still trailing plants week and today we're talking about Serapegia woodii, aka String of Hearts. And I'm here in the sunroom with my String of Hearts and I've got, I'm going to hear jingling of my keys because I've got my tape measure that's attached to my keys ready to go. I'm just extending it out to see how long this Serapegia actually is. Here we go. So Okay, the tape measure is a metre long and I'm about two thirds of the way down. Let's keep measuring. Right, so I reckon this stem is about 130 centimetres long. So when we say trailing plant, we really do mean a trailing plant. The Serapegia woodii really can add some length. You need to find a high up spot in other words. And just a reminder that if you want to share your love of On The Ledge, you can do that in many ways. From tweeting about the show, my username is Jane Perone, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice, or just simply showing a friend or family member how to download podcasts on their phone. This can be a life changer. And of course, On The Ledge should be the very first thing they're listening to. Anyway, on with our chat about this wonderful trailing plant. String of hearts, chain of hearts, hearts entangled. There are so many different names for Serapegia linearis subspecies woodii, or Serapegia woodii as we sometimes shorten it to. It's a plant that's native to southern Africa, so we're talking about places like South Africa, Zimbabwe and so on. And like so many other houseplants, it was first brought into homes as a houseplant in the late 1800s. And it's been popular ever since. Serapegia woodii is a member of the milkweed family and there are quite a few more species. Not many of these are grown as houseplants, but you might see the curious Serapegia sardansonii, which has got a curious green flower with, with what I've seen described as a corrugated hood on top of it. That one's definitely worth looking out for. But me? I really only have eyes for Serapegia woodii. String of Hearts has the most beautiful, tiny, about a centimetre across, heart-shaped leaves, each one inscribed with a silvery filigree, which is really rather beautiful. This plant is pretty tough. That's all down to something it has tucked up its sleeve, or rather more accurately tucked into the potting soil. And that's the tubers from which this plant grows. These look a bit like, well, like water chestnuts, I suppose, and they can be anything from pea size right up to, well, fist size if you're really lucky and have a particularly venerable plant. If you've heard the term cordisiform before, then this is what we're talking about, a plant that has a tuber or swollen stem which it uses to store water. So Serapegia woodii is a cordisiform plant. You didn't even know you had one, did you? 
These tubers store lots of water and nutrients for the plant, which means if you do forget to water it once in a while, it will not be bothered in the slightest. In terms of watering, well, in the wintertime, you need to be very conservative with that watering can because this is the easiest way to get those tubers rotting over watering. Maybe once every couple of months or once a month will be fine in winter. In the summertime, keep an eye on the plant and only water when the compost is really quite dry. And you may find that tiny tubers form along the length of the wiry stems. And this makes propagation a doddle because you can just cut off those stems, including a tuber and plant that tuber in some gritty potting soil and away you go, you've got a new plant. Don't worry if your stems haven't developed any of these tiny tubers. You can also chop lengths of stem off, take off the lower leaves and root them very easily in water too. Because this plant grows from tubers, it's important to make sure that the potting mix you use is really free draining. So add a handful of grit or perlite to your houseplant potting mix and you'll keep these plants pretty happy. And what kind of light does Serapegia woodii need? Well, it's pretty flexible on this front. If you've got a sunny windowsill, it will do well there, Provided it's not absolutely blaring 24-7 and right up close, it will do absolutely fine. Dappled light is possibly better than absolute full sun. Equally, if you've got some parcel shade going on or it's some distance from a window, then the plant will be fine too. You may find the leaves go a bit paler in those circumstances, but it will keep growing. Average room temperatures are fine. As per the last two trailing plants, you can experiment with just how much cold they can take. But I would certainly bring this plant in from the outside come winter if you've been giving it a holiday outside because it will not like winter wet. In terms of how to display it, well, it, a hanging basket is the classic way and it does look fantastic when you get a waterfall of leaves cascading out of a pot. Mine's on the shelf with, or should I say on the ledge with my other trailing plants. It's got very stringy. I need to do some propagation to get some more stems into the pot. But as we've already seen, that's pretty easy. The plant isn't really grown primarily for its flowers. They're kind of a dirty mauve color. They are interesting to look at when you actually get up close to the structure of them though. And fascinatingly, they work by trapping small insects and flies in the hairs of the plant until they've done their work pollinating. And then when the flower dies, the insects are released to go on their way. So do take another look at your Serapegia flowers. I have seen lots of other ways of displaying this plant, including, well, perhaps a bit predictably, people training the plant around a heart-shaped wire see what they did there, or using it as a screen between different areas because it will really grow rather long. If yours grows too long, do not be afraid to hack this plant back. It'll be absolutely fine and it will quickly recover. And of course, you can use those cuttings to give away to friends and family. And if you're wondering where to get hold of a Serapegia woodii, well, I remember a few years ago when Alice Fowler wrote a column that included mention of this plant for The Guardian when I was gardening editor there. And she mentioned that an online cactus shop in the UK had stock of this plant and it sold out in about two seconds. Fortunately, it's a bit more widely available now and you should be able to pick it up at most good garden centres and online sellers. Just a word of warning though, that name Hearts Entangled is absolutely accurate because this plant will get in a tangle as soon as you look at it. So if you've got to move one around or you're having one delivered, just take care because it will take you hours to sort out the stems and you may have to cut some off in order to do so. 
So that's about all I've got to say about Sarah P.G. Woodio. But what have you got to say? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this plant. How do you grow it? How do you display it? And are there any awesome, cool, variegated cultivars that I've completely ignored that you want to tell me about? I'd love to hear from you. Do drop me a line to ontheledgepodcast at gmail.com. I'll be back tomorrow with the next trailing plant we're going to feature, which is Apicia cupriata, or the flame violet. See you then. Bye. The music you heard in this episode was Roll Jordan Roll by the Joy Drops, licensed under Creative Commons. See my website for details.